Welcome back to the front porch, folks. We got some astronomical happenings going on, staring up here at the moon and Jupiter and Saturn. Beautiful night here in northeast Georgia. Heard a uh, coyote get get started not too long ago. Unfortunately, that wasn't on the on the recording. I don't think so. We are the Potluck Podcast, and we have some stuff to cover. Let's go. listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Uncle Psalm, Uncle Psalm, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty good tonight, Dano. Uh, Just settling in out here on the front porch, ready to talk a little high school football. How are you? We are ready to talk some ball tonight. We got a lot to cover. We got some recaps. Got some previews. Got some uh, some special guests joining us, and uh, yeah, it should be a good time. We um, we'll see we'll see how things go. But where did uh, where did we leave off with the Commerce Tigers? Well, we left off with Commerce traveling to Towns County up in Hiawassee, Georgia, and uh, a little disclaimer to start off. The potluck boys don't have the best luck with uh, with road trips. I think going back, we haven't had a good road trip since we went to Hart County back with Tate, and we stopped at Bar H. Like that that night went off seamlessly. Uh, but this past Friday night, we went up to Hiawassee, and uh, you know everything was going according to plan. Everything was going well. We left on time. Uh, I got off work at noon. Uh, we had we had plans to get up there early, get some dinner. Uh, it was a really nice drive. The Sourwoods were starting to turn colors. The Braves game was on the radio. Actually, congrats to the Braves. Uh, if you're listening, Braves. Uh, They're listening, yeah. Going to the NLCS, <laughs> actually. So that, what are they, won the pennant? Is that what that's called? The pennant will be winning the NLCS. So they're one one they, series they away the from division the division series, and uh, the game going on right now depends on who's who wins that on who they play the Dodgers and the Giants. I guess they're still playing. It's not that late. No, out it's there like it's early, man. Seven twenty eight out there. Yeah, it's they're only they're in the fourth right now. Bottom of the fourth, tied zero to zero. So, mm. but yeah, uh, listening to the Braves game, we went through Helen and things started getting fired up in Helen, and we made it to the Deer Lodge. Um, oh, it got fired up in Helen. It the it was things were popping. Yeah, man, October. I I oh, honestly about that. it made me want to go to Oktoberfest a little <laughs> bit. Like I've never been. Uh, but we got to the Deer Lodge and we were super excited about this. I'd been dreaming about a steak and some onion rings, especially mm. since somebody had I think somebody posted a picture about it or something. And we got up there, and dang it if they didn't take cash. We got all the way to the front door, sat down, and or they didn't take cards. They only took cash. So we were in a l- little bit of a debacle. Ended up at Zaxby's. We didn't have enough money. to. to we had some cash, but we didn't have enough cash no, for four meals. For steaks. For four grown men. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was. we made it to the game. 
And uh, once we got to the game, we're in for a little bit more disappointment. Towns County opened up with the opening score. Uh, is a weird play, probably the weirdest play of the night. Or one, one of the, of the weirdest, weirdest I've play. ever seen, period. Uh, Kyle Oates, Towns County standout running back, uh, was running the ball and fumbled forward. And uh, a Towns County player was trailing the play, picked up the ball in stride and took it all the way down to the Tiger yard line. On the next play, Kyle Oates scored on a 10-yard touchdown rush, and the two-point play was good by Oates. And the Towns County Indians were leading the Commerce Tigers 8 to nothing, uh, with 6.43 left in the first quarter. First quarter. time in history. That pretty, I mean, that's a pretty fair shot. That was the first time in history that Towns County was ever beating the Commerce Tigers. We don't know that, but it may have been, sure I'm enough. Pretty sure, pretty sure. Uh, second score of the ball game didn't come too much later. With 32 seconds in the second quarter elapsed, Commerce got on the board, uh, capped a 65-yard touchdown drive with a two-yard run from Draylon Martin, his first of the night. Talbert PAT was good. Towns 8, Commerce 7. Uh, Commerce got back to work when they got the ball, and Trey Garnto picked up his first touchdown of the season, a 13-yard uh, option keeper for the quarterback. Talbert followed with a good PAT. Uh, Towns County wouldn't go quietly into the good night, though, and right before the half, they scored and took advantage of a commerce fumble deep in, uh, in Tiger territory, and uh, Kyle Oates caught a swing pass for a 14-yard touchdown. Two-point try was no good. Uh, 14-14 at the half. Coming back after the half, uh, Commerce got started with a great score scoring play. This has been one of my favorite plays this season. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten away from lining up Draylon in the, in the A-back spot and moved him back to B-back when they're in the flex bone. And uh, this is a little play where we give to Draylon on the dive real quick action, and then uh, fake the pitch yeah. to J-Bo. And Draylon took this play 34 yards up the A-gap, uh, and Commerce led 20-14. to 14. Uh, The PAT was blocked twice uh, for leaping. There, there was the first time it was called, the second time it wasn't. We weren't sure what happened there. Um, and then Commerce scored again following that score, made the score 28-14, to 14. A fourteen or uh, a four-yard rush for Draylon Martin after a forty-seven-yard big run for him uh, scored a touchdown there. Jackson Morris uh, converted the two-point play, and then Towns added another one late uh, to bring the final score to twenty-eight to twenty. Uh, terrible beat. Uh, I want to start off by describing how bad of a beat this was. So, Commerce was a 13-point favorite. I'm going to – this is Dino's gambling corner that, I'm going, <laughs> that, I'm, that, I'm, that, that everyone's being forced to sink into right now with me. This is sponsored by Connie's Pawn Shop. This is sponsored by Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the thing was, was that Commerce was a 13-point favorite. Okay. So, it's 28-14 to 14 with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. You're covering you're good right there, but right. it's still eh, it's still kind of sketchy. I mean, it's just one point. You're not you're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. But Commerce drives beautiful drive all the way down to the goal line. I, I mean, they're they're on like the five yard line. 
think we took it 79 yards because I think we started at the And this 20. is late in the game now. Mm-hmm. So you're for, you're up 14, you're covering by one, and you're looking into another touchdown late in the game. I mean, that thing, it's, it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you covered. It's a wrap. Fumble. On the one. <laughs> Counts County recovers. Miraculously converts two, two third downs and scores on fourth and long. With like a, you know, like I mean, a minute, a minute left in the game. Yeah, I mean, that all time bad beat that I can that I can think of as far as high school games I've been to. Um, that was that was incredible, and I, and the reason I was thinking about it is because the pick'em. I was having a bad week already, and oh, I was like, man. man, I was like, at least I'm going to get this one right. <laughs> and then, of course, that 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 happened as soon as I thought that. So. It was a terrible week for yeah, across the, the board. Really, in general, I don't think anybody scored over six points. It was. I don't know. Good lines. That's what that is. Yeah, it's good lines. I guess so. Anyways, let's get into some statistics. Um, offensively, the Tigers had 406 yards rushing. Um, Freshman Jaden Daniels, 201 yards on 23 attempts. And Draylon Martin, 146 yards on 17 attempts. Both those equal out to roughly eight and a half yards yards of carry. So, successful night from both of those. Good to see Garnto get a touchdown as well. 11 explosive plays. Um, so, quite quite a bit of quite a bit of explosive plays uh, thus far. But what uh, what you got, Son? What what's the what stood out to you on the offense that that we met that maybe the stats missed or or that you want to highlight? So the first thing I wanted to highlight is that Jaden Daniels line, twenty three attempts, two hundred and one yards rushing as a freshman. The whole recap, we don't really mention Jaden's name, but his fingerprints were all over that victory. He had yeah. great run after great run. And I and man, like if you're at so you if you've been at all three games, kind of where he, where he started his, you where know, he's had playing time, right? Where he's where, where they felt comfortable putting him in and giving him the ball a lot. Like the previous two, he his impact was so obvious, I guess, because he was scoring, right? Like it was big scores, right? But on this one, like once you if you were there, I mean, you know, what I'm talking about, but you kind of looked at the stat sheet afterwards, and you're like, oh my gosh, he had. 200 yards. yards. It's yeah. like that's that's the sign of somebody that can that's that's a game changer. Right. Like if you if you have 200 yards and you really had no idea that they even had that many. Right. And he he carried the ball 23 times, which is so much for a freshman. Um, you know, we we ran yeah. for 406 yards. That was all the offense. We didn't have a pass uh, that was completed. Um, so just a great night for him. Also, great offensive line play. I know while oh, yeah. we were watching oh, the yeah. game, we got to talk about Gaddis. <laughs> it was great to see Mason Man. get all state left if you, guard. If you didn't watch that, what we retweeted the video of the pancakes, son. Mason Gaddis had a game, and, and it wasn't only Gaddis. Uh, first off, I do want to talk the about that one, great. one specific block he had where he blocked two linebackers. He did that twice. <laughs> At he the did same it twice. Time. He did just that twice. Unbelievable. Just roll him out of there. But Landon Hardy. We need to, to start some type of campaign to where the potluck boys, if there if there gets to be a certain amount of pancake blocks, we need to take them all to the IHOP that's getting oh built over God. there in the old uh, Ruby Tuesdays. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. I ain't, see, I don't go over to 85 that much anymore. Well, I think we should do that. I would love to do that. Just take all the all the hogs over there and give them a bunch of Bunch of aha pancakes. I would love to do that. I mean, former home, we love 
food. Uh, but yeah, Gaddis had a good night, and then Landon Hardy whipped the nose man all night. Just rolled him out of there, big old number fifty six. Uh, also had some younger guys in there. Hey, that he well. was big. He was a big boy. Uh, but talking about the explosive plays, I thought it was interesting. Um, this is a, like a team statistic here. We've had 33 explosive plays this season for the Tigers, which is a considerable amount mm-hmm. through six games. That's a rush over 15 yards, a pass over 20 yards. Um, all of ours have been runs. Our opponents, all of our opponents combined, have only had 10 explosive plays, which surprised me, and all of those have been through the air. So that's a little telling mm-hmm. there about our offense and our defense. Um, and speaking of defense, you want to go ahead and move into some defense? Yes, yeah, so the Tigers gave up 282 yards. Um, tackle leaders Cole Hill had seven. Uh, Draylon Martin had six. Brayton Purcell had four right there on the defensive line. Um, a lot of freshmen saw the field out there on defense. And, uh, you know, the 282 yards kind of maybe seemed like a lot for Towns County, but, I mean, Kyle Oates is a is one of the state's best runners, and they had they had a couple good players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, forget number eight, maybe it's a bigger player. Number ten, eleven, uh, eleven was a pretty good player. Ten was a good player. Yeah, they, they had some. They, they had, had some talent. It was a better Towns County team. It was one of the better ones I've seen for sure. Uh, but Brighton Purcell, you mentioned him on the defensive line. This is a player that has seen playing time on. Uh, the offensive and defensive lines. He's no, He wears number 55, and uh, he's a senior this season. But he has really – we didn't see him any last year, but he's grown into a good player on this team. Uh, led the defensive line in tackles. Uh, had had some good blocks on the offensive line when he's, when he's in the game. Uh, and then freshmen particularly, we saw um, Jakari Huff out there. We saw Damian Weathers. Uh, J-Bo, of course, and then Pat Mintz seeing some action in the yeah. early part of the season. So those guys are making an impact like we thought they would. Right. You know, with 31 freshmen coming up from the middle school. Our uh, others uh, that we kind of keep track of, we had five penalties for 30 yards. Towns had 12, and we had two fumbles. Um, we didn't win the turnover battle, right? Was it two to two? Two to nothing. Okay, we lost, so we lost turnover battle again. That puts us uh, negative six on the year in the turnover so battle. Good. We haven't forced a fumble all year long. That is crazy. Only six interceptions. And I mean, ten, so, we've lost ten fumbles. Is, I don't want to get too caught up in this just because, I mean, there is a certain amount of luck to turnovers. Right. I mean, that's why another reason I love Bill Conley, his statistics and stuff so much. He's a college football, you know, guy that – has a massive thing called the S&P, if you don't know what that is. But most of y'all probably do that are listening, but some of y'all may not. But he has a, basically a whole category called turnover luck that mm-hmm. he keeps track of. And it's just – and, you know, sometimes that can be luck. I think probably especially fumbles. Like, I mean, there's some of that that's probably, you know, had on ball, like stripping mm-hmm. the ball, like just stuff like that. But at the same time, like sometimes kids just put it on the ground. Yeah. So – um, but it is it is it's definitely disheartening not not winning the turnover battle very much. Yeah, and it's in a close game, that's that's really could hurt you. And we it almost did. We, it almost did. Those those two penalties were very costly because one stopped a touchdown that was a sure touchdown. Right. And then we turned the ball over on our own I nineteen mean, yard line and gave them. It the was a one, fourteen. At point the end swing. of the game, looking in, 
when we were looking in, that fumble, I mean, that kept them – that completely kept them in the game. That was a, It was a 21-point game, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And, and they ended eight. And that's yeah. just because of turnovers. Right. And I, I would and, 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 and honestly, before we – I mean, and we're not trying to dogpile or anything. It's just one of the problems. But, I mean, it's not like Hollers doesn't know that and the coaching staff doesn't know that. Because in that clip yeah. that was shared, I mean, he blatantly was like, we have to clean it up. Yeah. If we want to win this region, we have to clean it up. And I, I went back this week and read the article in uh, the Jackson Herald, Thunderbirds article, and it, he, he had quoted that. And it, you can't – with the caliber of teams that we're going to play from here on out, if you lose the turnover battle, there's a good chance you're going to lose that game. Yeah. All four of them coming up. Yeah. And especially in the playoffs. Yeah. So – we got to take care of the ball on the offensive side. Yeah, uh, we did have we made some progress with penalties. Penalties have gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, it, I think turnovers been, will get the same too. I hope so. And uh, and obviously we'll we'll see that. Um, maybe proof of concept this week. But uh, any any final thoughts on Towns County? Um, I'm glad oh, we, we got the win. The yeah. win. <laughs> yeah. Listen. I'm also glad. I'm glad we didn't get the wind that would have blown those those rain clouds yeah, over. Was, I know everybody that was there just watching them rain clouds, wondering if we're about to get wet or not. That was the pregame entertainment. Listen, and I I want to say, I don't know if I. So ta- I love going to Towns County. I, they're they're I like watching a football game there. Yeah, I really too. do. I mean, it's it's really cool. Like you know, brass down ball being up there, and you're just in. The, you just feel like right you're right there at the lake. It's a it's a good good venue. Mm-hmm. Um, probably probably not my you know favorite in the state or anything, but I would say it's up way up there. So just uh, I I just wanted to say that I, I like Towns County. I like I'll, going up there. I do too. I'll also say it might be time to get some stands on the visitor. Side. I don't want to sit over there though. Yeah, I the, like sitting on that I side do too. Let's get a let's get a little bit of division though. Because and honestly, I do hot. like I like how it did get hot. There were some. I, we almost, how do we miss that? There were some loud exchanges of yeah. very proud mothers at some. Yes, uh, they almost got into some fist fights. They were only an aisle apart. No, I, that, it was very close. And there very was, close. There were a lot of Towns County folks there. But there see, that that kind of makes me like it even more. It. It does. It feeds into the. It, it feeds it feeds into it more, even being more like a dirt track. Right. You got like that's the cement. Going, that's where I was you got going. the cement, just just trash, like just you know. If there was a I high mean, you're fence. basically in the Roman Coliseum in Towns County, Georgia, which right. is is some really bathrooms included. Bathrooms just bathrooms just like dirt track. It, it's it's a dirt, and the concessions are right there at the top. At the top. It's just like a dirt track. I will say, it's unbelievable. You're basically going to Livonia Speedway in in the mountains. It's so good. I love it. But I will say they upgraded and they do have stadium seating uh, on the Towns County side. Yeah, so for you, the boosters if, if or you something. Have, I think some of them reserved. We could have probably sat in some. Yeah, we probably could have, but I didn't want to. Uh, yeah, I like sitting on the the, the, the cold people. hard cement, yeah. you know, Up against the get, get the full the full experience. But yeah, uh, just wanted to touch on that before we get into our our week seven review. Um, man, there was something else I was about to say. Oh, that was actually yeah. I know what I, it was the last time I was there. I figured it was probably that's when we won region my my senior year in basketball. 
So that gym is also one of my favorite places. Yeah, it's to cool play. Gym. Like that that gym is really nice. Baseball stadium or baseball field's not bad either. It's right there, but it's by above the football, the football yeah. field. It's they got pretty good facilities up there. Paris is cool. Um, I like them. I, I do like going up there. But anyways, let's get into the week seven review. So here's the recaps from around the state. We talked about Calhoun uh, and Blessed Trinity. Calhoun opened the second half with a successful onside kick. They drove down and scored to make the score 26-12. to Never looked back. Um, the Yellow Jackets never trailed in this game. And uh, for Blessed Trinity, Justice Haynes, the star running back, rushed for 234 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Harrelson County was on the road at Callaway. They won 42-14. to uh, Harrelson County completely dominant from start to end. They led 28 to nothing at the half. They rushed for 346 yards and six touchdowns. On defense, they held the defending champs in AA to 26 yards rushing and forced four turnovers. Callaway falls out of the top ten, and Harrelson County rises into the top ten in AA. That game, to me, was the most surprising across the state. Uh, that Cal- one or Dublin? The Dublin, the Dublin, Dublin win was, was pretty shocking. <laughs> that kind of came out of nowhere, but this one was probably more shocking, yeah. Callaway was number five in the state and a seven-point favorite. Defending champs. A defending champs and lost by 28. And got smoked. Smoked. Um, At home. Yeah, wild result. Uh, number seven, Lowndes, uh, played host to Cedar Grove. They won that game 45-38. to Lounge scored from the goal line in the last minute of the game to break a 38-38 tie. Cedar Grove led 31-21 into the second half, but ultimately they could not hold on to that lead. Yeah, Cedar Grove really had an uh, admirable schedule this season, non-region. That'll pay off for them. Uh, it, it probably will, but they just they lost so many close games. I feel bad for them. I'm a big fan of, of playing those tough games in the early in the regular season before region play. Um, Coach Savage is always big on that. Mm-hmm. Big on that too. And we generally I'll, I'll it happens. That. Generally it happens when nobody will play you. Right. Like you have True. a program that's strong and you can't schedule anybody in your own classification. Right. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Play play the hard teams and it'll pay off for you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our area, Decula 35, Habersham Central 17. Habersham's now two and five and zero oh and four in Region Eight Six A. Uh, the only wins they have on their season coming against Appalachia and White County. Uh, they're down in the dungeon in that region <laughs> with Central Gwinnett. Um, we were listening to the scoreboard show on the way back, and it's it's kind of depressing hearing those some of those guys <laughs> talk about Habersham Central because it, I mean, some it was a once proud program. I mean, every few years, even we talked about it in the car. It's every few years they would have a team that could compete in that region and make a decent run in state, and yeah. now that seems way out of reach. You think about Ellison and uh, Travaris King, even when yeah. Gene Cathcart was there back then, and going all the way back to the days of South Habersham. You know, that used to be a big rivalry with Commerce. But, uh-huh. uh, stinks for them. Spread hit it on the head, though. Yeah. Uh, Shiloh, nine. Winder Barrow, zero. Actually, that was a Thursday night game. We talked about mm-hmm. this one uh, last show. A tough loss uh, to Shiloh for the Bulldogs. They'll have to be in a battle for the playoffs in 8-6-A. Um, they should get back on track against Central Burnett uh, tonight, if you're listening on Friday. Um, Clark Central, 40. Walnut Grove, 7. So Clark Central in complete control of Region 8-5A with that win. Jackson County, 63. Johnson and Gainesville, 0. How about the Panthers covering a 42-point spread? Um, we got a huge log jam uh, in Region 8-5A. 
uh, with teams at two and two. So you have Eastside, Jackson County, Loganville, and Walnut Grove all at two and two in the region. Can you say that Jackson County is no longer up and coming? They're competing for a playoff spot. I mean, it's – and the way they played Clark Central is still Mind insane blowing. to me. That Walnut Grove loss, though, that's what's going to hurt yeah, them. Yeah, they shouldn't have lost to Walnut Grove. That 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 might end up coming back and hurting them. Um, Jefferson, 34. Cedar Shoals, 9. The Dragons find a way to win without Malachi Starks and also without Sammy uh, for much of the game as he went out with a knee injury. Thankfully, uh, that does not look too serious, and I think I even heard that he'll be back later this year. So um, no no worries there for the Dragons. Uh, they continue to have a stranglehold on 8-4-A, and uh, they're getting mega getting mega comfortable for the playoffs. So yeah. they're, they're going to get rest up, get a playoff run in. Uh, North Oconee 14, Flower Branch 7. This one was another shocking result that came through. Uh, North Oconee knocks off Flower Branch. They climb into the AJC top 10 at number 10. And they're sitting at 3-0 and in that same region that Jefferson's in, 8-4-A. Uh, they are in the driver's seat right now for home field advantage in the playoffs. Flowery Branch falls to 0-2 in region play, but that was, again, that was to North Oconee and Jefferson. So mm-hmm. probably the two toughest teams. Uh, so we do expect to see them to win out uh, probably the rest of their games. Yeah, when I saw this result, I felt a little tinge of pride because we predicted that – well, not for Mad Cow, but <laughs> we're talking Mad Cow Fried. No, uh, North Oconee, because we we predicted at the beginning of the season we thought that they'd be good. We did, this year. we did, yeah, yeah. And I, I was actually going to go back and look at that that show, but I I didn't. But I, I know we did. I yeah. remember saying like they might have to make some noise, a little bit of a dark horse. They got talent. Um, I mean, they might, they might be peaking at the right time. I mean, I don't know when they play Jefferson, but if Jefferson's still banged up. That could get the stars close. might align. Could get close. Uh, number eight Monroe area forty, and uh, East Jackson ten. So Monroe area they stay undefeated two and zero in Region Eight AAA. They are moving on up to number six in the state now this week. Stevens County thirty seven, Franklin County zero. Stevens asserts their dominance over Franklin, and it looks like the Indians and maybe Hart County will be battling for three or four because Oconee County and Monroe kind of have separated themselves. Um, in that region. Speaking of, of Oconee County and Hart County, they play each other in a huge game that we covered uh, last week and we kept our eye on pretty much throughout the Commerce game because that was our sort of our game of the week and it's uh, Oconee County's number two obviously in the state. Hart County was number nine. Oconee County just thrashed them 35-13. to 13. Um, The Bulldogs lose a tough one in Hartwell. Oconee came in, they win convincingly, and uh, Jake Johnson had 148 yards receiving and one touchdown. C.J. Johnson for Oconee. 183 yards rushing, four touchdowns. And then J.L. Lackey for the, the Bulldogs continued his great season with 151 yards and a touchdown, but ultimately it was not enough. Yeah, after feeling that little swell of pride from North Oconee, I got humbled because I've been a big Hart County guy yeah. for seasons. Me too. And uh, they got knocked off of that horse. Yeah. It's not over for them though. Hopefully they can they can regroup and, and pick themselves Maybe up. Maybe challenge Monroe. I mean, if they they still got a big that Monroe game is still big for yeah. them. I mean that that's they can still get you know the two seed home field advantage. Who knows? I mean that that could be the best one of the best regions in H in a Triple A. Really, I top mean, to bottom, maybe one of the best regions in the state. Right, I think it is. So I mean, I, I just hope Park can kind of you know still don't. Don't give up on this thing right. just because you got beat bad. I mean, Oconee County is probably the favorite to win state. Right. So, 
Um, hopefully they can regroup. Uh, Union County 36, Banks County 14. Union County back in the W column after taking down the boys from Homer. Mm. Uh, Banks County does have the chance. They have one more chance for a W uh, next Friday night at home against Riverside, probably senior night. I think they'll get that win. Riverside's been pretty dismal. We'll see. We'll see. That could be their chance for that big coveted second win. Mm. Uh, number one, Raven County. Uh, 45, Grovetown 14. So, Raven was originally scheduled uh, with Riverside, but Riverside uh, Military, they canceled. Uh, the radio was pretty vague, but I think they said COVID. But, yeah, Riverside, man, they got some sketchy individuals over there. They, <laughs> might, they might not have wanted to get beat. Um, we, were listening to the, <laughs> we were listening to the scoreboard show on the ride home, and uh, it took us a while to figure out who exactly they played, but it turns yeah. out it was Grovetown. And... Um, Gunner Stockton surpassed Desha, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's touchdown record. Um, Stockton, Stockton now has 215 total touchdowns. Uh, Deshaun Watson had 214, so he's still climbing up that, that uh, ladder. That's mind-blowing. 215 total touchdowns. I mean, a lot of guys don't <laughs> score 215 points in their career. A lot of guys. quarterback. I was getting ready to say, a lot of guys don't score at all. We're yeah. looking at two of them right here. Cheers. <laughs> You're talking about rec ball, middle school, high school? Never. I ain't never get in the end zone, baby. <laughs> that ball rarely touched my hands after rec ball. They didn't want it in Talk my hands. about heads. slow white kids. Uh, <laughs> not Gunnar Stockton, but us here on the porch. Uh, so congrats to him. Uh, crazy accomplishment. Looking forward to seeing him uh, in, red, in red and black over the next few years. Number three, Prince Avenue, 49, Athens Academy. They were number eight, uh, 13. So the Wolverines blow out their crosstown foe. Uh, Prince Avenue's quarterback, uh, Aaron, I guess his follow? Philo, Philo. I don't know, but he has been the story of the season uh, for the Athens schools, I think. Um, he was 20 for 28 with 378 yards and four touchdowns. If I'm not mistaken, I think he leads the state in passing yards. Yeah. Yeah, so wild I, think, I, I think he's a sophomore. Yeah. Is that right? Steps That's in after Vandegrift. Crazy. Um, so he's probably Prince Lookout. Well, um, and like really, they're the only challenger right now for Trinity. Trinity Christian in the state. That's what I was thinking. Too. And in this series, they might have started to turn a page where Athens Academy starting to feel like the underdogs. Mm. You know, because they've beaten them badly the past two years. Who's little brother now? Who's yeah. little brother? And that that, that used scenario. to be a big little brother contest. Oh, yeah. Oh, how the tides have turned. Um, Athens Christian 56, George Walton 20. Athens Christian technically T1 in Region 8A private. Any more to say on those uh, results there, Uncle Saul? Uh, not really. Athens Christian might sneak up on Academy, but yeah, I don't think so. It could be an interesting game. Um, Athens Academy, sometimes they don't have a lot of they get down like that. Yeah. They don't have a lot of will to, Morale. to keep going. Um, number 10, uh, the, moving into the AJC Class A public top 10. Number 10 was Charlton County. They were off. Number 9, Chattahoochee County was off. Dublin, 49. Number 8, Wilcox County, 0. Um, a very surprising result down in the land of the Irish. This happened last year to Wilcox County. I but mean, it was Schley. 49 to nine. Dublin has been terrible. <laughs> I mean that that's that's completely they, fair to say. People have been talking trash about Dublin all season. Forty nine to nothing over a top ten team. Wow. <laughs> um, number seven ECI they were off. 
Number six, Bowden, 21. North Cobb Christian, seven. The North Georgia champs. Yeah, they are. Number four, uh, Metter. They were off. And then number three, Macon County played number five, Sly County. So Macon County did win that game 54-38. to uh, It was 40-38 to with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter before Macon County pulled away a lot of offense in this one and a good game, uh, just like we predicted last yeah. week. Number two, Brooks County, 48, Lanier County, 7. And number one, Irwin County, 63-12 to over Atkinson County. One other note to talk about in Class A public, Clinch County, who has been floating around the top ten kind of in and out all year. Um, they were just defeated by Turner County. So if you'll remember us talking last week, Turner County also knocked off Charlton County um, in a surprising result. And they're able to follow that up with another close win over Clinch, which snaps an eight-game losing streak to Clinch for Turner. So Turner County's got something cooking. Now that region is impossible to win, yeah, because you got Brooks and Irwin, yeah. But they could get third. They might could sneak into the playoffs. They could get third, I think. I mean, they're right. I mean, they, they got Charlton and Clinch. Yeah. bang bang. If they beat Lanier and Atkinson, they're in. I mean, they're in the playoffs for right. sure. But they might could get third. I mean, Brooks and Irwin has the tough. That's the yeah. tough scene. I don't think they're going to beat either one of them. In Region 8A public, obviously our Tigers defeated the Towns County Indians 28-20. to Lincoln County in a close one, 28-27 to over Social Circle. Uh, talk about this one a little bit. Uh, I watched some of the film on that and a close contest in, in Social Circle. It was back and forth pretty much the whole game. Um, I think Social actually had a lead into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Huff, former Tiger, rushed for 68 yards and two touchdowns. He also added another 118 yards through the air and a touchdown uh, in the air as well. On defense, he had five solo tackles, three assists, and a couple passes broken up. So, uh, full game there from Mr. Huff. And uh, this is what concerns me. Now, if, you, if you'll if you remember back to the explosive plays that Commerce has given up, all of them have been – all 10 or all 11 all, yeah. have been passes. Right. Listen to this. Social Circle quarterback Logan Cross, 23 of 33, passing, 319 yards, two touchdowns. Social – seems like they like to throw it around the yard a little bit. And uh, from what I saw on tape, they got some players. Well – Look, you you got social Logan Cross three nineteen. You got former Tiger Trey Huff, who's had an excellent season down there at Lincoln, just grafted right into the Red Devils program. A hundred and eighteen yards through there with a touchdown. He, yeah. Then Washington Wilkes is who we're gonna talk about next. Dalen Cobb passes for hundred and thirty nine. He, well, he's the best Dalen Cobb's the best player in the region. Right. So Washington Wilkes thirty four, Green County six, Dalen Cobb just Another great game. He rushed for 176, passed for 139, had three total touchdowns. Over 300 yards individual offense accounted for there. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be Region 8A Player of the Year again. Um, again. And, yeah, now, uh, Trey Huff and uh, Lincoln County are capable of passing, but they don't want to pass. Right. Um, They would much rather run, and they have the backs to do it. Now, social – they want to pass, and they will pass. Like we saw last year. <laughs> right. That game right. got uncomfortably close because of their ability to pass. And I, they're better at it this year. So um, the next few weeks for Commerce, man, it's, it's going to be tough. So with the Lincoln social result, do you feel better about that game or worse? Because that makes you feel a little bit better that it was a close game because that makes you think you, we can compete with Lincoln. I feel better about Lincoln, worse about social. Okay. Way worse about social. Okay. Especially after watching watching their highlights. Way worse about social. 
Well, the good stat here, if you want, I look, never felt too bad about Lincoln. I think they can beat. I think I mean I can listen. They can beat anybody. Right. But I think Lincoln and them were com- very comparable to Commerce. Yeah, I, I, I think they're very, now Washington Wilkes. It'll it'll take a we're going Commerce going to have to play a dang good game. Yeah. To beat them. The good thing about passing is if you look, we are losing the turnover race or battle, but we have six interceptions on the year, which is a pretty high number for considering we've only played six games. Yeah. Um, we have a experienced secondary, probably one of the strengths of our defense, uh, if not the biggest strength of our defense. So that may play into the Tigers' favor a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Commerce is – Definitely capable of beating anybody. Don't don't let me get that twisted. Uh, but like I said, Washington Willis is going to take a pretty dang good game, and then Lincoln I think is more comparable. But they're again, I mean, they're really good. There we go. There they are. Coyotes. Party. Coats. Man, I hope you can hear that on the recording. Lucas got the dogs fired up in the neighborhood. I say the neighborhood. I don't live in a neighborhood. <laughs> in the community. It's got the dogs on this road. Fired up. Listen to them, boys and girls. I started talking about Washington Wilson in Lincoln County, and they got fired up. They did. We've been down there. All right, they've settled down. Um, yeah, let's take a break before we uh, move into the previews. And as I always mention, your ad could go there. I mean, if you want to sponsor us, you know. Give give us a few bucks for 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 running the potluck podcast, and we'll take it, and we'll put you we'll put your ad right there. We'll make it as 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 low fi as possible, just like the rest of this podcast. And buy us a few halftime cokes and a pack of peanuts or something. Yes, yes. I think uh, speaking of peanuts, I think my dad's bringing some. I think he's uh, baking a whole whole bunch of peanuts, parch peanuts, and he's gonna bring them to the game tomorrow night. Don't tell anybody. Well, listen. Contraband. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. If you, if you listen to this. It's local fire chief. Just pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> pretend that didn't happen. Edit. Edit. <laughs> cut. Cut. Week 8. Um, previews. So let's go around the state first. Um, Burt County. Oh, man. Gosh. I love this game. Burke County at Thompson. Uh, Burke County is a five-point favorite, surprisingly. On the road. Um, they're 4-1 and one and 2-0 and oh, uh, in region play. And number six, Thompson, is 6-0 and oh and 3-0 and oh in region play. Augusta area action in the Brickyard. Man, and I, ju- I just came by the Brickyard last week. I, I always make it a point when I'm, go- when I'm coming up 17 back from Savannah or the coast, wherever I, ha- I was actually coming back from Brunswick this time. But always make it a point to not use the Thompson bypass and go straight through mm-hmm. downtown just to see just it. to go by the brickyard. It is a top ten destination Love. for high school football stadiums in the state. And this game is on TV. If you're in Augusta, yeah. if, you, if we have any listeners in the Augusta area, you can watch it. Um, Burke County will make the hour bus ride up to Thompson uh, from Waynesboro there and. Up to, up to Thompson. I'm not sure which way they'll go. I think there's two different, maybe three different ways, but I sure hope it's 80 to 17 through Wrens. Shout out to Dr. Carlton Allen. <laughs> That's uh, where he's from. The Wrens native. I've, I've been I've been on that drive many, many times in my day. Uh, 
you know, Georgia Southern back to commerce and nowadays working on the coast back to commerce. That's uh, peanut territory down there. Man, that's and then you get on 80. 80 is a real agriculture kind of yeah. highway drive. And then once you hit 17 past Wrens, it changes to the fall line, like with all the mines and stuff, mm-hmm. right before you get into Thompson. That's a good drive. I, I, I like that drive a lot. Last year, Thompson won this one 30-23. to 23. Uh, They scored a touchdown in the last minute to go ahead. Um, Burke County does have a really good backfield, and I specifically wanted to highlight, highlight Eldrick Williams. Nickname, Tiger. He has 442 yards, apparently a golf fan, <laughs> uh, if you know about uh, Tiger Woods, the real name being Eldrick, of course. Uh, both these teams have very talented backfields. I wouldn't be surprised if some points were scored. Um, Son, who do you like in this one? Mm, I'm going Thompson. I'm going Thompson, too, no doubt. Uh, number two, Cartersville at number nine, Blessed Trinity. Another good matchup here in Region 7-5A. Last week was Calhoun, Blessed Trinity, of course. And uh, this week we'll see what Justice Haynes and company can do to try and get a W for Blessed Trinity this time around. Uh, and get back into that region race. Um, that region along Cartersville's with, a twenty-one point favorite, by the way. Go ahead. That region along with eight triple A, it's just mind-boggling to me the talent. Yeah. That are in these regions. Uh, what you do you like, think? Uh, you like Cartersville to win, Trinity to, to cover. What do you like? I think that's what I put in the pick'em. Yeah. And blessed Trinity though may surprise that Justice Haynes may go off. He's yeah, he's gonna he's, go off. He scores four or five touchdowns at will. Will it be will. enough? Will it be enough? Uh, last game to cover from around the state? Not that's that's a lie. I lied. We we will have one more game to cover after this one. Um, number one Warner Robins six and zero, oh, um, and they're at number five Ware County, who's five and one and one and zero oh in region. Warner Robins kicks off their region schedule with this one. Last year, Warner Robins had to go eighty nine yards in the last moments of the game to win it. And this one should decide Region 1 and 5A, Ware County led by quarterback Thomas Castellan- Castellan- gosh. I, I pity you. Castellanos. It's not that hard. <laughs> I just, I got, I got, you know, got called up. Castellanos. Uh, he's overshadowed a bit by Gunnar Stockton, especially up here in North Georgia, Metro Atlanta, Northeast Georgia. Um, but he does have over 6,000 yards passing and 3,000 yards rushing in his career. He's a three-star. He's heading to UCF. And uh, this year he has another weapon in the backfield for the first time in his career, and that's Cartavius Norton. And he's averaging over 100 yards uh, per game rushing. So just as you kind of, you know, look at the playoffs, once because the, once they start, you know, kind of take shape, circle Ware County. Because even though they pro- – Warner Robins is probably one of the best teams in the state. I mean, they score, like, it's unbelievable. But – Circle Ware County, and I'm telling you that they might could could make a deep run in the playoffs if the if the seeding shakes out for them. Um, Warner Robins has several weapons. They're putting up 54.8 points per game, which is the most across all classifications in Georgia. And Ware County averages 44 points per game. So they better make sure to change in bulbs up in the scoreboard <laughs> there, Psalms. Make sure they're all working because I think that thing's gonna get lit up. So, Warner Robins is the school that put 77 points on the board last week against, against Camden, yes. Which we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, do you have a spread on this one? I don't. I, I wish so we should have a... I pulled that up. We've got Warner Robins as an eight-point favorite. Which is pretty low with how good Warner Robins is, but yeah. that shows you how good Ware is. 
Especially on the road. Waycross. Shout out to Graham Parsons. Waycross. What do you like? Waycross. Waycross. Um, including yeah, the spread I, I, and I, I think right. Warner Robins going to win and cover. I think so. They're too. that good. They're that so good. Um, so last game, uh, I've been hyping this one up because just because I got a bunch of friends from down there, but Camden County and Colquitt. It's an old kind of, you know, when we were coming up, this was a huge rivalry mm-hmm. in 6A. Uh, so they're going to try to to reignite the rivalry. If you listened to us last year, you know our boy TB called in from South Georgia. We got another special guest. Uh, yeah, y'all y'all enjoy this one. Joining us now, live from South Georgia, it's our old friend TB phoning back in from down there in the in the flat part of the state. TB, how things going down there? It's good, brother. Everything's rocking and rolling. You know, we're going into region play this week, um, at least at the one seven eight level. So we're about to get to that point. Last three four weeks of the year, that, or the regular season, where it starts getting pretty interesting. Yeah, and that's kind of why we wanted to call you. We've been hyping up, uh, you know, Heron back at Camden County, and uh, Colquitt County's rolling, rolling over, rolling over, and you know, closer to the coast, and and I think they're going. I think they might give them a game. I, I don't know. I mean, Colquitt's kind of figured some stuff out. Calling to get your uh, your expertise. You, you're our man down there. What's uh What's that game going to play out like? You know, it'll be it'll be interesting, mainly because you know the reputation that has kind of been built around Coffee County makes it really hard or over the past what 12, 15 years, whatever it's been. Uh-huh. Um, it's made it really hard for them to get some of these high profile schools to come and play. Um, and I don't think it's any more evident this year. Uh, you know, they opened up with Marietta and then they got Westlake and then they got a Cedar Grove team that, from what I understand it, bad. And you had about Austin group, which is going to be an every year kind of thing. But since then, they haven't played anybody. Um, so it's really, I'll, I'll be very interested to see, you know, how they go from dominating the last three weeks to, you know, going into a ball game where it matters. You know, Camden, um, Camden's in kind of a weird spot over there because um, nobody wants to go to Camden County. Um, you know, they they started out, I know they had Marietta, but they started out kind of hot. Um, and then they got smoked by Marietta, turned around with a really bad Oak League team and put up 50, and then they played a really good team at Coffee and lose a 10-7 game. And, uh, Warner Robbins goes all the way over there and destroys them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they had an over-under on that one, but whoever hit the over. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Warner Robbins hit the over by themselves. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, you know. I don't. I think what you're kind of seeing out of this Colquitt team is that they're not – talk with teams of the past, at least on the defensive side of the ball. I know for years and years you look out there and you go, yep, those kids could go, could go play in college right now. Yeah. Um, and not like that. Um, they're really, really small, you know, kind of all over the field on defense. Um, I'll be honest with you, I think they're small all the way around. Um, you know, even on the offensive side of the ball, I don't think they're as physical as they've been in the past, but 
they're extremely fast. That mm-hmm. that hasn't gone anywhere. Um, I think that's the thing that has kind of had a lot of people worried about Colton County. The fact that they're small, because you know, if you go back to the the Westlake game, Westlake lined up and went right at them because they could. I mean, they were just blowing them off the ball. I don't know if you've seen those kids at Westlake, but they're huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but Westlake dominated the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, went right at them. I'll be interested to see how it works with Camden because um, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, they, they're they not going to throw the football. I mean, they're your standard Jeff Heron football team. Um I know in seven games they've thrown for 428 yards. Uh, they've, got, they've got two guys that have run for over 400 on the year, two for 200, another two for over 100 or three over 100. You know, they're going to line up and run the football right at you, try to spread you out, go sideline to sideline. I'll, I'll be very interested to see um, kind of how that goes. Yeah. You got – Somewhat clashing styles. The line is 10. So, Colquitt County is favored by 10. Um, let's get a prediction for you, and I'll uh, I'll let you out of here early this time. Uh, I don't know. I, I would take Colquitt with the 10. Um, I just don't know. You know, Camden's got a really, really talented back, Jamie Felix. Yeah. Uh, the sport kid. You know, really, really good player. I just – you know, I don't know if uh, I'll be interested to see if Camden can match up with, you know, a different but very, very athletic uh, with defense. And, I, you know, I just think, especially giving up 77 points last week to a Warner Robins team, you know, you're going to see sort of the same st- the same kind of stuff. Yeah. For Colquitt. Um I just don't think that they're going to be there yet. Fair enough. Packers covering 10. Heard it here first from TB. Uh, before before we uh, officially get you out of here, any, any team we need to be on the lookout for down there is flying under the radar. Anything uh, anything you need to add about South Georgia before we let you go? Well, you know, once we get you know kind of to the lower classifications, I get kind of I don't know a whole lot anymore. <laughs> you know, we're up here in uh, I guess the big part of it, but the small I college think part of it. If we, uh, Lounge and tip this week, I think, could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it could be a lot more interesting than it should be. Uh, you know, Tiff's hired a new football coach. He's come in really working to change the culture. And it's it's something completely well, – I say completely new. It's not crazy new, but he's pretty much running a beer out of the pistol. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they've – you're talking about a team that – I think won five games in two years, um, maybe six. Hell, don't quote me. But you know he's turned around. And you're sitting there six and one going into region play. Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of got him in a spot where he wants him. He's got a very very big athletic defense. Um, it's the same defense that kept him in a lot of ball games at the half last year uh, with an offense that couldn't do anything. Um, I know they've been trying to work some different stuff at the quarterback position because Tim's biggest problem right now is they can't throw the football. Um, so they've gotten away with just wearing down opponents' defenses. It'll be interesting to see what it looks like when you turn around 
you have to go play a lounge. Yeah. Um, you're not sitting there playing, you know, a non-region team from 3A or 4A or whatever it is. Um, you know, I think – I probably think lounge covers it, but it's one of those that, you know, lounge – it could it could be over quick because um, I think lounge is pretty much the same thing they were last year, even though they lost a couple ball games. Um but I think everybody knows once you get to this point, especially in the seven A part, that it's uh, it gets it's a whole lot different. It's a lot more physical. There's a lot of hate all through the region when when the whistle blows. Um, you know, you tee it up. But um, I think Tiff could if, if Tiff executes the way they can execute, and they can the offense can kind of keep the defense off the field. I think it could get really interesting quick if Lowndes lets them hang around. All right, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Lowndes and Tiff, Lowndes a 10-point favorite. Uh, TB, appreciate you joining us, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Joining us now on the Potluck Podcast, we had TB just uh, just off the horn, so I figured I'd, I'd call uh, call another uh, brethren down there in South Georgia. This, this is a Camden County original right here. This is uh, my, my man Jay Lee calling in from – just outside Kingsland. What's going on, Jay Lee? What's going on, man? Uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, reaching out and get, get me on. Listen. Uh, big game tomorrow night. Nobody, no, nobody, I, listen, there's no one better to talk about Camden football that I can think of than, than, than Jay Lee himself. Um, we had just started briefly talking and I had to start the recording because we were about to get into a little conversation about the rivalry. And I was like, man, I, I, I'm I'm single handedly trying to get the the Camden Colquitt rivalry back going. Well, you know, man, the rivalry's never left. <laughs> uh, there's a there's been a rumor since 2014, probably, uh-huh. where uh, Russ Probst came in to interview when Jeff Heron left the first time. Uh-huh. And uh, Russ Probst came in and interviewed just for the picture of Jeff Heron's desk. How true that is, I don't know. But ever since that day, the rivalry will live on forever. <laughs> there's a rumor that there's a picture out there of Russ Probst in Jeff Heron's desk interviewing for the job that he declined the interview for once he got there. So the rivalry's here, man. That's good, man. It, listen, it's good that, that Coach Heron's back. Y'all have had some pretty good results. Y'all have had some pretty sketchy results. Um, so I, I yeah. you know, I'm calling. I'm calling to see what you think, man. What 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 you got about tomorrow? Uh, results at least, man. Uh, we uh, two of the worst losses I think that Camden County High School has ever seen. Uh, <laughs> Marietta blew us out. Warner Robins acted like we we didn't belong on the same field with them. But that second half ball game, man. First half, you look at both of those games. We were right there. Yeah. Uh, got punched in the mouth a little bit. We got we got dudes, man. Uh, and there's a little bit of extra juice to it, man. Uh, a little bit of extra juice when when Colton comes into town. There's juice. But I know it's going to be the first game that I'm going to tomorrow. Man, a little bit of a uh, little bit of juju on our side. I think we got a little, <laughs> bit, uh, a little bit extra steam or something. Something to win. Man, and, they, uh, when you see Jay Lee rolling into the house, that that's when you know Camden's about to have a night. Yeah, man. We're we're, we're uh, we uh, unfortunately we had a uh, a, a teammate. From our state championship teams, passed away uh, over Monday. He was also a coach. Oh no, Gillis Morris, and uh, we're having a memorial for him before the game on Friday. 
Man, I'm sorry to hear that. That's going to provide a little bit of extra juju to to get them boys ready. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, man. Tough. Shout out to Gillis and his family, but uh, for sure, it's going to be a it's going to be a going to be a little bit of extra juice, man. Dean, I'm telling you, Friday night you're going to see a different team out there than you've seen against uh, uh, Warner Robins. Warner Robins. Warner Robins is strong, though, man. Look at that pod score, dude. That's that ain't County football. <laughs> Warner Robins is strong. The the thing that um that was going on in the off season in the summer, we had tossed around the idea of actually going to this game because this was supposed to be Commerce's bye week, but Commerce had a COVID game, so now we got a game tomorrow night. I wouldn't have been able to make it down anyway because I got I got another kid now, but <laughs> it would have been it would have been pretty much impossible. Yeah, but it would have been it would have been a good game to go to. I think it's going to be packed out. Um, Hey, since, since you're going to be there. 7,000 plus there, no doubt. Oh, you say how much? I said 7,000 plus. 7,000 plus. I, see, I, I think so too. Uh, and it's good to know that uh, the Potluck Podcast will have uh, ears ears on the grounds and uh, and texts coming I mean, in. I will text you live updates. Uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be there. I'm going to be there about 6.15, 6.40. Sometime in between there. We have to be there by 7 tomorrow. All right, uh, cool. So I'll, I'll get there early. Ears on the ground, man. Watch out. We're gonna, we're gonna, everyone's surprise people tomorrow. There's no doubt that. Uh, I, I hate to say, you know, you know me. I hate to say, must win, but we gotta win this one. Look, if y'all win this one, I think y'all are. This I think y'all are. Must win games you can get in high school. This will put you back this on the map. Stage has never been bigger, man. Jeff Heron's back. Colquitt, the first time that that, that Jeff's got Colquitt again in Camden. I mean, that's you it. Know this means, you know this means more, dude. That's South, that's South Georgia high school football, man. <laughs> hey, uh, if that don't, if that don't give me chill balls, I don't know what. what let's get, let's get a prediction from you. Uh, Colquitt County is a ten point favorite coming in coming into y'all's house. What uh, what you got for us for a prediction before we let you off the hook? Colquitt ten point favorite. That's what we're setting the line at. Yep. Um, I will say, not only does Camden cover, Camden wins outright. Let's go. Uh, Camden County, I'll say 34, Colquitt, 31. Oh, a close win. Money a line. A close one Chris Gilman, man. We, the, the, the boys are going to be out. Uh, the, the, everybody's there. Hey, yeah. And like I said, man, Camden's got a little bit more to fight for tomorrow night. It's more than just a game for us. Hey, uh, yeah. We got to, we got to, that's something else to prove, so. Camden, 34, Colquitt, 31. Love it. Jay Lee's dropping the money line. Hey, uh, appreciate you coming on. Good luck with the uh, with the good luck with the memorial and everything tomorrow. I know that's gonna be emotional yeah, and uh, it's gonna be a scene. It's gonna be a spectacle, man. I'll take some pictures, send you some videos. Heck yeah. We'll get on the potluck. Uh, I don't know if they've got a website or whatnot. Oh, we, we got, got Twitter. Come on, man. We run Twitter. Uh, uh so yeah, yeah. We'll, keep we'll, keep we'll, us updated. We'll keep videos. us updated. It'll be uh top notch, man. All right, heck yeah, man. Appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it, Dino. Great commentary there from our boy TB and uh, new 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 frequent guest of the show. I'm sure I'm sure everybody will like uh, Jay Lee from down there in Camden County. So we got their predictions. Uh, Uncle Son, what do you think about Camden County and Colquitt County meeting down there in the uh, in the swamps of Georgia near the Florida line? I hate to say it, but I looking at the scores, and I know you can't put. A whole lot of stock in the scores. I think Colquitt rolls. 
Okay. So cover and win. Yeah. Because the spread is 10. But the common opponent there is Marietta. And yeah. Camden got smoked by Marietta 14 to 7, or 40 to 17. Yeah. And then uh, Cockwood beat Marietta 28 to 25. But, I mean, it's hard to put a lot of stock in that. I'm going to take Camden in the points, man. I'm going to believe <laughs> in them. I'm going to believe in them. They got some, some, you know, that, that like, like he was saying, man, they got the juju going. I, hope, I think sometimes that can that can have a weird effect on games, you know? I hope so, especially at home and late yeah. in the season like this. Yeah. Uh, let's move to, in our area, Buford is a 35-point favorite versus Shiloh. Habersham Central is on the road at Lanier, where Lanier is a 10-point favorite. Wander Barrow, a 13-point favorite at home versus Central Gwinnett. Clark Central is a 26-point favorite versus Greenbrier. I think if they win that game, they pretty much lock up the region again. Yeah, and that's a big line, too. Yeah. I don't think Greenbrier's a slouch. No, yeah, I think they're the second-best team right now. Uh, I don't know if that's actually true or not, but by, <laughs> re- by record, at least. Yeah. Jackson County's taking the week off. Uh, Cedar Shoals at Flowery Branch. Cedar, or, uh, Flowery Branch is a 14-point favorite. Jefferson's off. Madison County's a seven-point favorite versus Chastity's on. The Red Raiders get back in the win column here. This oh, be, here he is. Uh, well, no, they'll have East Hall. They'll beat East Hall. Um, they probably won't beat Jefferson. Uh, so I'm thinking they'll go. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> number, 10, number 10, North Oconee, 49-point favorite at East Hall. East Jackson is off. It's like every Jackson County team's off except for Commerce. Yep. And uh, – Franklin County's on the road at Commerce, and Commerce is a one-point favorite. We'll talk about that one more in depth at the end of the show. As always, Hart County's off. Oconee County's off. Stevens County's off. Athens <laughs> Christian's off. Uh, Banks County versus Rabin County. Rabin County's a 45-point favorite. That is not enough. Elbert County, 21-point favorite versus Union County. Athens Academy, 38-point favorite versus Loganville Christian. And Prince Avenue, 47-point favorite versus George Walton. What you got, Saul? A whole lot of blowouts here. Uh, yeah. I take the favorites in all those, including the points. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, me really too. the only close game that you have this these, this week is Commerce Franklin and yeah, Madison Chesapeake. Loki, probably the game of the week in northeast Georgia, well, in our I, area at least. The sports reporter, the new guy down there at uh, Athens Better Herald, McLean Baxley, I think is his name, he's going to be at the game. Yeah, uh, Friday night. So they'll they'll be a big write up on the game in the Banner Herald. That'd be good. Let's talk uh, AJC Class A public top ten. Number ten Charlton County on the road at Brooks County. Brooks County is favored by twenty. Uh, this is our game of the week by default because there's not many good <laughs> not many good games. Uh, I think Brooks County covers and and wins big. Number nine Washington Wilkes. Mm-hmm. They're off this week, but it's the first time in the polls since week one. Yep. Um, number eight is ECI. They are a 28-point favorite on the road at Claxton. Also, we shouted out Dr. Carlton Allen for a win, so might as well shout him out for Claxton, too. Uh, I think ECI probably wins and covers that as well. Number seven, Bowden. Uh, they are off. Number six, Chattahoochee County is a 41-point favorite versus Taylor County. Number five, Schley County is a 11-point uh, favorite versus Pelham. Um, so... That if Pelham hadn't lost earlier in the year, that probably would have been our game of the week. But yeah, I think Pelham's not. They're probably a little down, maybe. And then Shaw County losing last week kind of put a damper on that. Number four, Metter is a twenty-eight point favorite versus McIntosh County Academy. 
that game could sneaky be somewhat close into deep into the game, but I do think better wins. It'll be a test for I don't me. think they cover, though. Yeah. Uh, number three, Macon County is a 40-point favorite at Greenville. Number two, Brooks County uh, is a 20-point favorite versus Charlton County, as we mentioned, uh, our game of the week. And then number one is Irwin County, and they are off. I feel like Irwin County's had a lot of off weeks. Um, More the, than – that's the advantage, Irwin County. They get the <laughs> state champions. The only team in Region 8A public playing is Commerce. And we, the Tigers, are a one-point favorite against Franklin County. Uncle Saul, it's your time. It's your time to shine. So we got a little Franklin County preview here. Uh, Franklin County Lions out of Carnesville, Georgia. Over there, uh, just a mere 21.3 miles from Commerce High School rest Franklin County High School kind of off on a hill you know you see the new new uh, school there the new stadium complete with the cannon uh, Carnesville <laughs> is the county seat in Franklin County with a population of 755 people shout out Hank Aaron uh, in Franklin County with a population of 22,766 surprisingly low um yeah, I looked up Jackson County. I think Jackson County now is sitting at 72,000. Uh, just a, a little ways across. You know, there's a vast disparity there. Uh, there's several ways. If you're coming from, if you're listening to the show and you're a Franklin County fan and you don't know how to get to Converse, Georgia, there's several ways to get there. You can take I-85, mm-hmm. Highway 59. My personal favorite. Or Highway 326. Also good. For a scenic route. Yeah. Um the zip code in Carnesville is 30521. Carnesville is probably the best post office in the county. Whoa. Um, I've, the only thing I will say is that I think Royston's got a nice Art Deco post office. <laughs> but um, the Carnesville post office sits right off the square. It's a small, like, traditional brick post office. Good postmaster. I've met him. He swung by Maysville once. Uh, it's a cool post office there in Carnesville. Uh, other attractions in Franklin County, other than the post office, include uh, some state parks. Mm. Uh, you know, Lake Hartwell lies to the east of Franklin County, separates Franklin County from South Carolina. Tugelow State Park is on, on Lake Hartwell. And then you got Victoria Bryant State Park uh, in Royston, Franklin mm. Springs area. Um, which has a golf course. What do you think about the uh, course down there? Dan? We uh, lost region there uh, my senior year. We didn't make it to state. So sad. Thoughts. Not good memories. Not good, Not memories. good memories. Yeah, have you played, played it since? Didn't play very well. Yeah, I have. It's no, it's fine. It's actually I, I was actually there earlier this year. They got a new superintendent out there. Um, he's got it looking great. I highly recommend. There's also some really nice trails if you like to hike. You can walk a long way along the golf course, and then you get back across the road, and you can kind of tour around in there around the swamp. Uh, cool, low-key kind of cool state park, Victoria Bryant. I'm a big fan of our state parks. Yeah, all the way around. Um, there's other communities other than Carnesville in Franklin County. You have Cannon 
uh, great Christmas displays in Cannon mm. coming up on that time of the year if you mm. want to take a drive over there. They should do some Halloween displays, maybe. Yeah, it is It is that season. Mm. Uh, Franklin Springs, home of Emanuel College. Yeah. Uh, Gumlog, home of Gumlog Restaurant. Mm. Uh, Livonia, home of one of our favorite places to go, which we haven't been in a while, is Livonia Speedway. Big race at Livonia Speedway this week. Two-day race. Really? Yeah. Like they race all night, then stop and yeah. start again the next day. Yep. Holy Two-day smokes. Race. Yep. Uh, Martin, which is kind of halfway in Franklin, halfway in Stevens, I think. Uh, Royston, and which is considered the home of Ty Cobb, even though he's got some Banks County associations and has some uh, really good barbecue at Bar H. Uh, got some good chicken there. Livonia claims the largest city at uh, 2,156 people in Franklin County. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, we had some Twitter interactions earlier on in the day. Taylor Seals asked us to rank the, the municipalities in Franklin County. Uh, do you want to take a stab at that or just let that lie? Man, I like Gumlog a lot. Good, mem- good memories at good memories. Gumlog. Um, I think Franklin Springs is clean. For a, a city in Franklin County, that's a really clean. The grass is always very well well cut there. Yeah, and the landscaping along the the little college there. Yeah, that's nice. Um, obviously, I like Livonia Speedway. There's been some great uh, commerce folks come from Franklin County. You got Dion. Yeah. Uh, he's he's from Livonia. Uh, you got Kyle Franks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who could forget? Current Hawaiian. Current Hawaiian. But he's from Franklin County. Don't let don't let the long hair and the You wouldn't put the, that man in Franklin County in a hundred years now. <laughs> don't let the long hair and spear fishing fool you folks. <laughs> he is from Franklin County, Georgia. Uh yeah, Tater Hill. Okay. How can we forget Tater uh, Hill? Tater Hill. Yeah. Tater, Tater Hill right just across the barely line. in barely in Franklin that County. Hudson he, he's River. gotta be the first house in Franklin County that he grew up in. Mm-hmm. It's just across the line. Tater Hill. Man, this is a Tater Hill Super Bowl. Hey, I bet, gosh. He's I wonder so if we can get fun. a police escort. He's you so we can get a police escort to this one? We're, he's going to be wearing his uniform at the game without a doubt. Oh, yeah. He's going right, to be shaking hands, <laughs> kissing babies like he's the mayor. Uh, I bet he's uh, got yeah. his Tiger shirt on underneath it, though. Uh, I don't know much about Martin or – I don't know. I don't know. Eh, so, so maybe Martin – Bold Springs. I think Bold Springs so, is actually where Kyle's from, right? Yeah, I I wanted to mention Bold Springs. Bold Springs is an unincorporated community, not far outside of Commerce's postal jurisdiction. Actually, isn't but, there something? Where are the where's the uh, like all the Muslim folks live? Is that in Franklin County yeah. somewhere? That's over there. What's that community called? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What that that still, is that still a thing? I think that still exists. It's on Medina Road. Which is not far from Bold Springs. God, I bet the FBI, the CIA, and whoever, I bet the feds are just... Listen to our podcast right now. I bet you they you got that it. place tapped. I mean, I bet you can't fart in there without them knowing about it. So, you can't deliver mail there either. Like, you have to leave it. Like, you can't enter it, the compound. There's That's fun. so sketchy, man. It That's is. weird. There have been some kind I mean, of complications out there. for... It's religious purposes. Well, I mean, it's probably for the best that you can't go out there because there's not, I mean, yeah. 
there's dumb people on both sides yeah. of, of that deal, I'm sure. Yeah. So I've never actually been out there, though. I haven't either. I don't really want to because I've heard that the interactions with the postal employees have been pretty violent. Uh, other than one guy. There was one guy that's kind of kind of nice. He's kind of cool with him? Yeah. He'll go out and talk to him. He must be a real cool cat. Must be. But I was going to ask you. What is that you, community called? I don't know what it's called. I'm gonna rank it number one just to get just, just just to get the people going to get to get some views on our pod. Oh man! To get some clicks. Yeah, that'll that'll end up on Fox News. Um, <laughs> Cancelled my Fox News. I was gonna ask you if you wanted to tell your Bold Springs furniture uh, furniture store story. Nah, keep that. One I off think the that's air. off the pod because okay. I I don't want to I don't want to embarrass anybody. I just don't know. I, yeah. Okay. I think we can keep that one off the pod. If you want to know that story, you can just ask. Me. <laughs> I don't mind telling you, but I, <laughs> it's I, I, a good I don't story. want it on record, like public. It's a good Franklin County story. Um, yeah. Talking about Franklin County, Franklin County culturally is a lot like Banks County or Madison County. Agriculture is king in Franklin County. Four um, percent of all Georgia agriculture sales come out of, of Franklin County. Um, in 2017, over. $371 million worth of revenue came out of Franklin County. That's second in the state out of 159 counties. To who, I wonder? I, I tried to do some research, but I didn't I didn't find that huh. out. Um, Seals may, may actually know that. It wasn't Banks County because I was about to start a Banks County Madison? Franklin. Right? It might think, have been Madison. Dude, I think Matt, but go ahead and read your next stat, and then I'll, I'll go into this thought. So... Franklin County is number two in the state overall, but they are number one in poultry and eggs over with over uh, $362 million worth of revenue in 2017. That is the rivalry. I think that's the rivalry between here, Madison and Franklin. For the, the chicken the capital. Chick, that might be, when they play, that might be the chicken bowl. It, I mean, there's a very good chance... If you're eating chicken as you're listening it's to this show, it's from Franklin here. County or Madison County. That's the or chicken Banks bowl. County. Madison County, Franklin County is the chicken bowl. The chicken, the KFC chicken bowl. Famous. I, mean, I had I didn't know that Franklin was that high up. I knew Madison. Man, that is a rivalry right there. What was really interesting <laughs> is like livestock sales were another six million. And then, like, all other agriculture in Franklin County only accounted for $2 million worth of sales. So it's dominated by the poultry industry. Chicken. Um, Talking chickens, folks. Getting out of the cultural realm and into the football program stuff. That's Franklin, too bad. Yeah, that's some fun, fun culture. <laughs> that was a good little culture <laughs> segment there. Uh, Franklin's been pro- playing football for a lot longer than I thought. Um, they started their football program in 1924, and played till 28. Then, like a lot of schools around here, when the Great Depression happened and stock market crashed in 29, they stopped. But they did resume in 30 and 31. And then, I guess, complications from the Depression arose again. They stopped. And they stopped all the way until 1963 for the county school. And since 63, they've, they've been going ever since. A uh, total of 66 seasons for the Franklin County Lions. But as we talked about last week, we've been getting this cool report from uh, former commerce statistician and historian uh, Jeff Prickett called the Prickett Files. 
And he had some interesting information about uh, two schools that are now defunct that were in Franklin County. You had the Royston Panthers and the Livonia Bulldogs. These were two opponents the Commerce Tigers played uh, in their early days in the 40s and the 50s. And Commerce uh, held a 3-0 and record over Royston and a 7-6 and record over Livonia. And in 1964, all of those schools combined with the county school to form Franklin County. Um, another interesting statistic from Mr. Prickett, uh, or fact, about Livonia was that it was once coached by former Commerce Tiger and CHS alumni Gene White, who went and played at the University of Georgia and then went and played in the National Football League for the Green Bay Packers before he hurt his back, I think it was listed in the report. But uh, there were only two NFL players in Commerce football history, one back in the 19-teens, but, but Gene White actually went and played at Green Bay. So I, I thought that was cool. There was a Commerce Livonia connection there. Um, look, Franklin County is an under 500 team. They win 42.8% of their games, uh, winning 262 games to 351 losses and nine ties. They do claim two region titles back to back in 1992 and 1993. Um, their best team in school history is probably that 92 team. They went nine and four, made it to the quarterfinals that season. Um, and they usually play in eight triple A, but sometimes they play in eight double A. Um, and back when they first started, they were in four single A, but they're in eight triple A now. Um, last year, they had a better than average season. If you listen to the show, Colton and I talked about Franklin County week to week as they reached their seven and three record. Um, they were they were coached by. Paul Sutherland, and probably the crowning victory that season is they, they beat rival Stevens County 29-28. to 28. Um, Paul Sutherland, though, the head coach who had been there for three years, was lured to South Carolina, and, and now he's, he's head coach at Liberty, and Franklin has this new coach. His name is uh, Parker Martin. First-year head coach at Franklin County, first-year head coach ever. And uh, he's been coaching up the, uh, the lines this season. Got them sitting pretty at 3-3, three and three, uh, I guess pretty historically, better than what they are historically. Um, they had started out with a win versus Lumpkin, 6-0, to zero, uh, beat East Hall, 38-21, to 21, then lost that close game over there in Jefferson, 20-19 Jackson County. They beat the Crescent Rolls from South Carolina, 36 to 32, uh, and then back-to-back losses by the same score to Hart and Stevens, 37 to zero. Getting into the Commerce Franklin County series, uh, it's considered a rivalry, at least geographically, and I think over the last 20 years, based on the games, um, Commerce leads this series 17 wins to nine losses. Um, Six of Franklin County's nine wins have come or came between 2004 and 2010. Uh, Commerce and Franklin County played consecutively those years, and Commerce only won once um, in 2006. Uh, 
Three of those wins, though, were by a margin of seven points or less. The first game that Cummers and Franklin County ever played was 1964. Cummers won 28-7 at home. Or, and uh, then the last game we played was in 2011. That was a home win, 10-7. Um, and that's where we'll pick up tomorrow night at Ray Lamb Stadium. Commerce Tigers will wel- welcome in the Franklin County Lions. Uh, Dino, you got any thoughts on this game? It's just good to, you know, play them. Yeah. I think, I think it's better. I'd rather play Franklin County than Adams Academy. Um, and I'm sure the school system is probably the same way because you can get a beer gate from Franklin County than you would from, ever would get from Adams Academy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I look forward. I mean, the game, you know, it should be a fun game. Like you mentioned, there's been several close contests uh, between Commerce and Franklin County dating back through the years and um I do like commerce to win. I like commerce to, to cover. Um and I think the Tigers are gonna get it done. I think they they figured some things out. Hopefully they clean up the turnovers and get some momentum going into the uh really the meat of, of region schedule coming yeah. up here uh after Franklin County. You got a score? Twenty eight twenty one. Twenty-eight, twenty-one. I like it. Uh, I, you know, I'm like you, man. I, I'm glad this game's getting played, at least for Tate's sake. I mean, he's been talking about it all year. <laughs> Super it's Bowl, giving him a lot of interest since they announced it. Uh, especially we played it for every year, you know, for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think you're right, though. Commerce has kind of found found our identity offensively. We've gotten away from Shockey being the fullback, the B-back, and Draylon being the A-back. Draylon's a natural fullback. I know he can play both positions, but he is a natural fullback, and he hits that A-gap really hard. And putting Jackson Morris at the other slot, mm-hmm. A-back, and then Jaden, you know, finally getting him there at the A-back, our offense, with the offensive line we got right now, too, they're all, we, if we can just jail as a team – and cut out the turnovers, we really have a good shot at winning region. Yeah, hopefully Gaddis stays healthy too. Yeah, that's, that, that's a question he's got a mark. Pretty major lingering injury. Yeah. So he's uh, the best lineman. Um, yeah, he sits about two, 230, 240, biggest lineman, yeah. best best in space. Yeah, I feel uh, like he's kind of, the, kind of the glue guy leader, you know. But yeah. uh, not to say the other linemen aren't good. Lines, this line's been looking great, especially last week. But, yeah, that's the biggest thing, cutting down turnovers. That's the only thing that kept it from being a complete blowout like last tails. week. I mean, seriously. I mean, that, 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 that would have been – if you don't turn those – if you don't have those two turnovers, it's, what, 35 to 7 or something? Yeah. It's not even close. So, um, cut turnovers. Penalties aren't aren't even really an issue anymore. Do we have any questions? What questions do we have? I didn't research Franklin County's team. I mean, I know their scores, but I, I didn't research their team a whole lot. You uh, see, Tate, Tate. Well, I talked to Tate on the way down to uh, Green County on mm-hmm. the phone. I actually, we tried to get him to come on the pod, but I think he's already he's asleep. asleep. He's asleep. I mean, we texted him at like nine thirty though, Tate. Yeah. I mean, come on, I know you listen to this, uh, but. Uh, he mentioned they have they I think they're tight end or something. It's like a is a huge, like like a problem. Like I think he may, maybe plays defensive end too or something. Big big that might player, create a good player problem. Um, 
that he said is legit. Uh, other than that, he's you know I remember him saying they're just solid, you know. Uh, so I don't I don't think it'll be an easy win for Commerce. Uh, it's it, a good. They'll test. have to play good. They'll have to play good to win. Franklin's always one of those teams like Hart or Stevens or Elbert. As East Georgia schools always have players. It's just can they come together as a team? Uh, and that, but I, I I like Commerce too. You know you you threw that twenty eight to twenty one score out there. I think it's a little more low scoring than that. We haven't been a we haven't scored more than twenty eight points all year, have we? Yeah, Green County. Or Green. That was 35? Yeah, I think so, 35, yeah. I don't think we get that many. I think it's I think it's 21 to – shoot, I'm going to say 21 to 20. Hit the, hit the spread on the head. 21 to 20. That's it for us, unless you have any final parting thoughts. That'll be, that'll be the conclusion of this episode of the Potluck Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Get involved. Get the potluck pick them going. And, uh, Good slew of games this week. Have fun tomorrow night. Weather looks like it's going to be great. Looks like another great Friday night in the fall in Georgia. If you're a Tiger fan, we'll see you at Ray Lamb Stadium. If you're not a Tiger fan, <laughs> enjoy your Friday night wherever you may be across the state. Go Tigers.